And now the show that's all about real estate and a little bit about everything else. Hosted by two guys that are too embarrassed to admit in public how long they've been investing in real estate. It is the Investor Guys podcast with host Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills. Welcome to another episode of the Investor Guys podcast with uh, Bill Barnett and myself, Kevin Mills. We hope you guys all had a wonderful weekend. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, my friend. It's another episode of Touch the Screen. I mean, Investor Guys podcast. So I had a great weekend. Uh, Texas was wonderful this weekend, at least North Texas was. And uh, just had a, a wonderful weekend. Got uh, my 15-year-old with me. This is my week, so I'm always excited about that. We do week on, week off, so that's always cool. My 19-year-old is uh, five days away from heading off to University of Oklahoma for his sophomore year, so all excited about that. My 29-year-old is diligently looking for another job in the same industry, but uh, so I guess he's looking for another company. So is he uh, getting all his Carl packed up for his trip up to uh, Norman? Yep. 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 We did the, uh, we went the furnished route on the apartment as opposed to worrying about getting a truck and hauling crap. And uh, so we would, we did the furnished route and he's still going to have a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's going to have a car full. Uh, so, but he's got plenty of room for that. So. Well, good. He'll have a lot of fun at OU. It's a great campus. I've spent a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot of time there myself. Um, so he will uh, definitely, definitely have a lot of fun. What do you want yeah. to talk about today? We actually had some things that we had talked about last week, uh, some things that came across your desk uh, that yeah. we wanted to talk about, but we'd already had some shows lined up for last week. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about a topic that we visited actually not too long ago. Um, which was wholesaling. Uh, three or four shows ago, we did a show on wholesaling. Uh, we mentioned that one of the best ways if you're going to wholesale is to have access to a secure lot of properties uh, that you control, that you have at just a, an amazing, amazing discount, and that you're able to go ahead and turn around and mark up and put yourself in the middle of in order to make a, a great deal. Now, we're not going to get into wholesaling because we already did that. Okay. We already explained the whole bit about wholesaling. Let's talk about this particular aspect of wholesaling. And I'll let you tell me uh, or tell everybody else what came across your desk and how the numbers work. Well, I, I get regularly, I, I get um, commercial wholesalers, which are people that uh, work in the industry at a very different level that um, the guy at your local club that has a house or two that he's trying to pick up 10 or 20 grand on. And so I got a, a tape, as, and we talked about that. Um, they're not actually tapes, but they used to be. Uh, and it's just a, a jargon that has uh, stuck with the industry for years and years. And so I got a tape on 148 properties in Louisville, Kentucky. And these properties, uh, the asking price for the tape is 3.85. So when you think about it, so I want to address this a couple of different ways. First of all, when you buy a tape, you buy the whole tape. You don't. It, there's no cherry picking. It is take it or leave it as it stands. And so you can go in and you can get a lot of information on the properties, but you're not going to have 
you know, a week to be able typically to be able to look at these things. Somebody's going to come in and, and take it down. So you need to have funds put together. And when you think about four million bucks, um, that's not an astronomical sum of money. Uh, a lot of tapes that uh, I've gotten have been well over the 10 million mark. Uh, and so when you look at something that's coming in at four, that's pretty nice. And then so you look at this tape and, and the first thing you do is you say, OK, I just want to take some raw numbers. I, I've got 148 properties. I divide that into 3.85 and I come up with uh, 21,600. So this is my average price across the board for all these properties. And these Please are expire, real you said? Uh, 3.81. No, no, for your, three, your average three. price for copies. Average price is 21.6. 21.6. Yeah, on 148. So that yeah. should come up to uh, 3.85. So at 21.6, you start looking at, and these are all properties. There are no uh, vacant lots there. These are all actual buildings, actual houses. They're all single family. Uh, so you start looking at some of the individual properties in there, and you quickly see that a ton of, and I only looked at 12, 15 of them, uh, and it looked like they averaged, and what I could tell from realtor.com, because it's in a, a non a market that I'm not a part of that MLS. So I, I go through realtor.com like most people would, and I start looking. And what I find out is that out of the 12 to 15, I looked at about seven of them immediately were valued at 100 to 110. So if I'm coming in and I'm buying at 21.6 and it's valued immediately at 110, then I've got some great options. The first option that we would always do is we would go through and cherry pick the great properties. And so at 148, we might keep 20, 30, 35. I doubt we'd keep 40, but we might. Uh, properties that we quickly could turn around and now, Put them on an individual note because you're typically going to get a, a a sizable note or a blanket note for these type properties. So you you call them out, put them on an individual note, and you sell off the rest. And in selling those off, you've got your you pay your note down. Now what are you going to do? You're going to sell those certainly at twice. I'd say you could probably easily sell those at fifty apiece. Uh, and if you do that, then you're going to end up with net 25, you're going to have a, uh, some cost in there, of course. So you should end up at net 25 pure profit. So you've got more than a hundred percent return per property. And that's not you and I, you know, we, we look at cash on cash return. And one of the things that we just look at is the hard number cash on cash. We don't ever talk about factoring in the time value of money. So if I could get this tape and turn around and sell these, and if you're selling at this price, they're going to sell very quickly. And this is a very good market. Louisville, Kentucky is a very good market. As uh, you and I had talked before the show, you had mentioned that Louisville is really considered part of the Cincinnati market because it's just across the river. I mean, it's it is. just right there. And, the Cincinnati uh, airport is actually in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So and the, the first time you ever go there, if, you, if you've never been to Louisville, uh, it's pretty wild because you go, holy cow. I mean, I can, there, there's Cincinnati. I, I can see it right there. It's crazy. Uh, and until you've been in that part of the country, 
Now, you know, being from the South, I never thought about that at all. And, and never thinking about them being as close as they are. So it's a great market to participate in. And now you look at, okay, if I can sell that property at 50, that's a wholesale deal on my end. I can wholesale it out at 50 and minus fees, I'm going to net about 25, it should be a little over, but let's just call it 25,000. If I'm in at 21.6 and I'm netting 25, I've made over 100% of my money. And so when you start breaking a tape up, what tends to happen is, if it's finance, what tends to happen is all of the money goes back to the lender, all of the money, until the note's paid off, until it's retired. So if we've got 148 properties, but we're selling those at 50, so run your, you have your calculator open there, run me 148 at 50. Uh, and we're going to come up at somewhere in right at eight mil. Let me pull this back open. It'd be close while I was doing so. Uh, 148 times yeah, times 50. Okay. Is 74, 7.4. Okay. So I'm going in at 3.85. I'm coming out at 7.4. So I'm going to have not exactly half of those properties. I'm not going to have 72, 73 of those properties, but I'm going to end up with certainly 50 of those properties that are free and clear. I have more than, more than 50. You'll have more than 50, easy. So I've wholesaled everything to retire the note. And now I've got 50 plus, some of that 50 to 70 range, to be, if I'm wholesaling everything to move them very quickly. We have 50 to 70. Let's just call it 60. So we're actually, now, you know what? we're over, but let's, let's right. continue this thread when we get back and right. uh, let, let's talk about numbers and, and different options as well for wholesaling out these types of tapes back in a minute. Are you ready to learn the strategies, numbers, and formulas that are so powerful they will turn you into a real estate investing millionaire guaranteed? A program that is so powerful, we offer a double your tuition back guarantee if it does not make you into a millionaire. www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar. Learn how you can be a guaranteed real estate investing millionaire with powerful investing strategies, formulas, and numbers. www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar. The Real Estate Buyers events hosted by Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills are the most powerful way to put high-performing investment properties into your portfolio. Investment properties that exceed 50% or greater annual ROI in markets where Bill and Kevin have actual real estate investing experience. Get the resources Find people on the ground to add to your team at the next Investors Real Estate Buyers Event. You can find out more information at realestatebuyersevent.com. That's realestatebuyersevent.com. We'll see you there. And we're back. And today we're talking about a wholesaling option, and that would be getting a bank tape or bank list 
uh, properties that they are essentially the bank is wholesaling it out when you really when you really talk yep, about it exactly in, in what they're doing your terms uh, the bank is wholesaling it out um, we're grabbing it and then we're going to wholesale it out so you were going over numbers and we were talking about different <clears throat> strategies for wholesaling itself let's keep going over those different types of strategies and then let's talk about some other strategies for literally just uh, wholesaling out the entire tape but let's let's yep. let's finish your thought okay so my thought is if I wholesale out enough to retire the note. And I take what's left. Now I own, uh, we agree on a number of 60, free and clear. And I've, I've got all kinds of options that I can do with that. And let's say that uh, I need to have, uh, a, let's say $20,000 rehab average cross the board. Just, just throw a number, 20 grand to make those properties nice and rentable. So what I can do then is turn around and say, okay, I'm going to take, 10 of these properties and wholesale them at of, of my properties. Now I'm going to wholesale them at 50. And if I'm averaging 25, now I've got a quarter of a million dollars. And if I'm looking at 20 properties, so I can go in and, and do 12 properties right off the bat, get them rehabbed and get them rented. Because remember what's happening right here is so far we have zero out of pocket. We I was going to point that. Money. Remember, these this is the cream that you skimmed off the top of this tape. Yeah. It's not costing you anything other than your rehab costs. So it's not the 20, yeah. 21,000. It's it's zero plus your rehab cost. Yep. So and now I've sold off some of the, the six that I ended up with to be able to do the rehab. So I, I got 12 or 13 that I was able to rehab if it cost me uh, 20 to do all of them. Then I can look at, OK, now I've got another set of properties here. Do I want to sell a few more? and turn around and say, okay, bam. Now, remember, these are free and clear. So if I sell another 10, I've got another, um, well, I, I've got another half million dollars to go in at 50,000 a property. I got a half million dollars and I can go in and, and rehab another that's costing me 20 a pop. That's another 25. Now I've, I've got about 40 properties that are in great shape on the market being rented. So if I'm renting them in section eight, and just for argument's sake, they're all two ones, uh, and they're not gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of them that are gonna be bigger than that. But just for argument's sake, they're all two ones. I can easily get in the 800 to 1,000 uh, in the Louisville, Cincinnati area. So let's just call it 900 bucks. If I've got 900 bucks and I got 45 or 40 properties now, and I'm netting at least 200, a property on that. And actually, what am I gonna be netting? I'm gonna be netting 900, why? Because all that's gotta come out of that is my management costs, my taxes, my insurance, and any maintenance there may be. So out of that 900, I'm probably gonna be netting somewhere in the 650 to seven range, but let's just call it 650. And if I've got 40 properties that I'm netting 650 a month on, you, if your calculator is still open, do a quick number. It's 24 it be, grand at 6,000. It's 600. Yeah. So uh, we're doing really nicely there, just like that. Now, how long does it take to do that? That's probably a, a 90 to 180 day process. And you know what? I wanted to point something else out too. If you have a property that you've got $0 into, how hard is it for you to get that $20,000 loan on from right, a hard right. money lender yep. to do the rehab costs. If you didn't want to, yep. if you didn't want to liquidate those properties, uh, it's easy to get because you've got 
nothing but equity in that property. So you'll have hard money lenders falling all over themselves to do that many properties with you at a great rate uh, because you've got nothing but equity in the property and all they have risked is just the the rehab cost. Yeah, because they're going to be in first position, which is really sweet for them. Yeah, even rather than liquidating the properties out as is, you could rehab the properties and then sell them at retail and yep. still keep the properties, the, the strategy that you're talking about. So you're talking about a money, 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 money uh, situation here. Um, it, it just, let, let's talk about really quick because I have, a, I want to talk about wholesaling tapes out on the, on the last segment. Let's talk about really quick how people get their hands on these tapes and everybody's saying, you know what, it, it sounds like an awesome deal, but I can't come up with four, $4 million. Yeah. We talk about all the time, not using your own money. If you can make these types of returns on a tape for say $4 million, how hard would it be if you've already built this network? And if you're a wholesaler, this is, these are the people who you need to be building a network with anyway. How, how difficult is it for you to approach a money person and say, Hey, you know what? I need $4 million. It's probably going to be six months or less. And this is the return I'm going to be able to give you. If you're giving them a 12% annual return, that's actually 6% on the $4 million in six months. Okay. They're going to be happy with that. 6% on $4 million that they're getting back in six months is, is huge. 12%. And you're yeah. it's 12% annually. Yes. Yeah. And you're doing this deal with somebody else's money. So I'm not even going to try to calculate what your return on investment is unless you factor in your, your cost of time. And we really do, we really do need to do that. And that's something I point out all the time. It's something Bill just mentioned as well. Our time costs us money as well. Okay. So if you factor in the time that we put into it, you put a dollar amount on that, you'll be able to factor in your return on investment, but it is going to be in the hundred thousand percent mark because you've not used your own money to purchase this tape and do the types of strategies that bill just went over anything to add real quick before we jump out of this segment. Uh, Let's wrap this segment up and we'll jump into segment three and we'll be back in just a minute. Are you ready for a real estate investing program that is so powerful? It is guaranteed a program that is backed by a double your tuition back guarantee if it cannot make you into a real estate investing millionaire. Learn more about the Guaranteed Millionaire Blueprint at guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar. That's www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com dot com forward slash webinar one more time that is www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar learn more about how this powerful program can teach you all the strategies formulas and numbers that you need to put to work for you to turn you into a guaranteed real estate investing millionaire Whether you are a new investor or seasoned investor wanting to add high-performing real estate properties to your investment portfolio, you should consider joining Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills at their next Real Estate Buyers Event. Real Estate Buyers Events are five powerful days aimed at putting performing properties into investors' portfolios. 
Learn from Bill and Kevin in markets where they actually invest. Learn the strategies they use, where to buy, what to buy, what not to buy. Actual resources and personnel on the ground to start building your team and supercharge your investing efforts. Learn more at realestatebuyersevent.com. That's realestatebuyersevent.com. We'll see you there. All right, and we are back, and uh, Bill wants to touch base on a couple of ways to structure yeah. this to put it together. And then I used to buy these tapes back in the two thousand, late two thousand six, is two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and a lot of times I would wholesale the entire tape out. But I'm going to tell you how I did that as soon as Bill is done with uh, these points that he wanted to get before he he forgets about them. Well, I just want to make sure that I don't want anybody shutting down because we said four million dollars. Look, you've got a great set of assets here. Uh, many times you can actually go back to the bank that's selling them and look at financing with them. Uh, they've already got the property. So it's, this is not something that's going to be a big stretch. And many times they will move forward with that uh, to help you do that. Now, they may mark you up a little bit if you're new. Uh, so you could also look at bringing a partner in on it to help you with the process that has an established wholesaling track record. Uh, and there's a lot of different ways to fund it. Could you go out and put an LLC together and have 20 people in that LLC and have each of them uh, put up a couple of hundred thousand dollars? Well, sure, you could. Or to some number of people, you don't want to go over 35 because that starts getting into SEC territory. But you can start looking at you know, 32, 33 credit investors and when you're talking to accredited investors, a couple of hundred grand is not an absolutely astronomical number. That's a, a move that they would look at making on a regular basis, uh, especially when you're talking short term. So you could give them a, a great rate of return. You could give them significantly higher. You could give them 10%. You could give them 12%. Because remember, what have you got in it? You got zip in it. So if you're taking 10 or 12 off the top to pay up, to service your debt and to attract that money, it's still pure profit on your end. So I just, I wanted to throw that out there. Don't let the size of the number scare you all. Start building a list of people that you can come back to and say, hey, I talked to you about that deal. And if they weren't interested or, or they were interested but couldn't move fast enough, now you've got somebody that says, okay, how much time frame do you need to be able to get the funds ready? And I'll keep a lookout for my with my commercial wholesaling contacts. And remember, those are people that like these banks and mortgage companies that sell tapes, period. Uh, those are my commercial wholesaling contacts. I'll keep looking out for those folks to be able to get another tape. And I'll holler at you when I do and let you play in the group. Now, remember, when you get this tape, you have a time limit. You typically have three mm -hmm. to four days to decide whether or not you wanna move on this tape. If you decide you do wanna move on this tape, let's say you're gonna get a loan from the bank like what Bill spoke about. Uh, that loan still is gonna take a week to two weeks to put together best case scenario. In that week to two weeks, if you know you're going to close, you can't actually transfer any properties, but you can already be putting together the deals. You can already be lining up your buyers. You can already be lining everything up so that when your loan closes, you've already got deals that are ready to close with cash buyers to start paying down that loan literally within a day or two of that loan closing. As soon as you can transfer those properties to somebody else, and if you've got a cash buyer, you can do that literally in a day. 
Um, as soon as you can do that, you can start paying that loan down. Now, one of the things that I used to do when I used to get these tapes was I would come across great tapes, but there's just no way to do all of them, especially when you're getting multiples of them in a week. So I would broker the tapes out. I would mark up the entire tape and I would send it out to another real estate investor who didn't have the same connections as I did. And I would sell them the whole tape, marking up the tape from where I got it, from the bank that I got it from, to the next buyer. So I would broker the tape. It would, it's, it's called arbitrage. And we spoke about that in our, our last uh, episode on wholesaling. I'm locking it up. I make the offer. I actually had uh, a credit account. I actually set up my own Sarkozy, which is a Swedish bank. Um, set up my own Sarkozy with a certificate of deposit and everything else. And I would use that to secure the tape. And then I would sell that tape to another buyer, which would clear my certificate of deposit. And then I would take the, the, the profit from that, throw it into my bank and just keep repeating the process. And there were times back in 2007, 2008, where we were getting five to eight tapes a week. There's just no way we could have moved on on five to eight tapes at all. It's, it's difficult to move on a tape every single week for that matter. You know, we're yeah. typically moving yeah. on a, a tape every other month or so ourselves. Um, so we're just wholesaling those out. Um, we just quick review to make sure that it's a good, a good set of properties. Um, a lot of tapes, they are nationwide tapes. Other tapes are specific to one area, like this one in Louisville. Um, we have some that are specific to a broader region, say Rust Belt. We had a lot of Rust Belt tapes. Um, I had buyers in each one of those markets who were interested in getting those tapes from me. And obviously, I can't get the same buyer every single time because if they're paying four to $8 million for a tape this week, they probably don't have four to $8 million next week. So it's a giant network that you need to build. And you need to spend face time with these people. I spent a lot of time on airplanes flying back and forth. And a lot of these guys are heavy hitters. They had their own plane. They would literally send a jet, you know, for me and my assistant. And we'd climb on the plane and, and we'd go someplace else and we would we'd chat with them. Um, fun lifestyle if you don't have a family, which I didn't quite have the same situation I have now. Um, but you can wholesale the tape. So if you have access to these things, make sure you have access to every side that you need. You need to have someone who's going to supply you tapes. You need to have someone who's going to buy the properties or is going to buy the tapes. You need to start building your network, whether you're wholesaling on a small scale, one or two properties or 148 properties, you're not going to be able to do it unless you have a network established. It's going to allow you to find these properties. It's going to allow you to get these properties sold and moved so that they're not sitting, not sitting in your lap with you being responsible for them. Yes, sir. That's it. It's it's like everything we look at in life. When we, when we have a goal, in this case, the goal is to move most profitably way we can, most profitable way we can, this entire tape. Then we take, here's the big picture. Here, That's the strategy. Now, what's the tactics? The tactics are, are the specific things we're going to do that fall under the strategy. So strategies, let's move the tape. The tactics are, okay, we may be breaking it up. We're going to pull off some stuff for ourselves. And you start working it one step at a time. In these scenarios, unlike buying a single family house that you're going to flip, these you work backwards. You put the money together first. And they don't have to send you the money because if they do, now you're accruing interest on that when you don't have anything. 
But what you're doing is you're lining the funds up. You want to line up a good additional 30% over what you think your wholesalers are going to be coming to you with so that when you have people that something's changed in their life since the time you talked to them, and it may have been you know two, three weeks ago, uh, and they had committed to, yeah, I've got, I'll put a half million in, or I'll put 150,000 in, or whatever the number is, and something may have changed in their life. And they said, oh, yeah, I'm going to pass. So you need to have a good 30% cushion to be able to absorb the people that fall out, but it's a great business. Yeah, and I would, when you start building your network, put together an email list of every single person on that network. And I would send out regular blasts let them know whatever tapes, even if they didn't invest in that tape, let them know the tape that you just had, let them know what it went for, let them know the percentages of returns um, and just yep. keep them in the loop because that keeps them excited. That keeps them engaged uh, as soon as they have the funds. And a lot of times it's just because they have their funds tied up in something else. It's not that they don't wanna yep. do it. They just have their funds tied up in something else. They can't wait till their funds clear from there so that they can start investing with you because they like your project. So just because you hear, uh, I can't do it right now, or I'm sorry, doesn't mean it's a no. It just means keep checking back, keep them interested so that when they do have that ability or when they, they make an effort to find that ability because they really do want to invest in this type of a scenario, uh, they're thinking of you. Great show. Yeah, fun good, stuff. Good stuff. Yes, makes me miss the old days. I, I had, I had, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to Michael Brandt. Michael was an amazing, amazing assistant uh, I don't know if he watches the show or not anymore, but uh, I had so much fun with him. We would go to the sushi restaurant and we would do all you can eat sushi and we would just sit there and just try one of every single thing on the menu. Um, so, Michael, if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, you best assistant ever. Thanks. So let's close the show out and uh, you guys uh, happy investing and we will see you someday soon, hopefully on Thursday. Have a good one. See you, everybody. Bye. Learn more about the Investor Guys podcast, including upcoming events and appearances at www.investorguyspodcast.com. That's www.investorguyspodcast.com.